I think when we think about the immigrant experience, there's a tendency maybe to feel sorry for someone who has been displaced, but there's so much joy in discovery. There's so much joy in being one person at school and then going home and being among your friends who are also immigrant children and just sort of letting your hair down and all of the silliness that happens with that. And I, I hope that people will be able to relate to this idea that maybe you don't belong in one place or maybe you feel like you don't belong in one place, but there are places where you do belong and that makes all of those joys that much sweeter. Belen Little, expressing here the power of the stories of immigrants power in their own right because of the particular story each immigrant has to tell, but especially powerful because these stories are human stories, stories of love, pain, perseverance, hope, and the word Dr. Little just used, joys. Belaine Little is director of the Pauli Friedman Art Gallery at Misericordia University in Dallas, Pennsylvania. And she's been part of an initiative developed by her colleague there, Dr. Alicia Nordstrom. The project is titled The Voices Project. At the heart of the program is the telling of stories and the listening to stories. Stories of people we might think of as different from ourselves. Each edition of The Voices Project has focused on such a group those with disabilities, those who are challenged by issues of mental health, for example. And the most recent installment, Immigrants, Immigration. Dr. Nordstrom will explain to us about how she works with students in her class to give them one-on-one experiences with individuals gathering their stories in hopes of breaking through misperceptions about, in this case, immigrants and immigration. Because of the power of all of the stories being gathered over the years, The project could not be confined to the classroom, especially because of Dr. Nordstrom's work in the theater world. We'll learn how public storytelling events were documented, giving all of us the opportunity to hear the stories and feel their impact. Tomorrow night at 9 o'clock here on WVI8-TV, a documentary titled The Voices Project Immigration will have its premiere. And we'll meet Lalaine Little, Dr. Little, and four others who have stories to tell about their lives. Kevin Amaya from West Grandin was a student in Dr. Nordstrom's psychology class as she launched the immigration chapter of the Voices Project. And Dr. Nordstrom and Kevin Amaya paid a visit to the WVIA studios to introduce us to the documentary and make the case passionately that we should tune in. It's kind of my secret identity, Erica. So by day, I'm a psychology professor. By night, I love improv and theater. And during COVID, I even expanded to sketch writing and playwriting and just all of these different, all these different arts. And they came together. So the Voices Project is the is the marriage of both of these. It's like the theatrical performing arts storytelling was another avenue that I explored during COVID. That's how I met Adam Wade, who connected me with Nestor Gobez. I met John Gabritadios, and all of these people are part of the project, and two are in the documentary as well. So taking the arts and this idea of listening to people's stories and blending it with myself as a psychology professor exploring things in my classes like stereotypes and prejudice and discrimination and using the research that we have in social psychology, 
which says that for 50 years, we know that if you put two people together on a collaborative project and activity where the where the power differential is the same between them, that they will build a relationship that will destroy and actually break through the stereotypes and negative attitudes. And so the Voices Project started actually as a classroom assignment where my students interviewed someone from a social group that they had a negative attitude towards or didn't know a lot about and wrote or captured a story of the person's life as if my student was the person. And that was intended to put the student in a position of empathy, of really exploring someone else's identity, looking at the world through through their eyes. And that's that's how it started. But then when I looked at these stories, I was like, these are, they're beautiful. And how helpful would it be to be a fly on the wall in all the lives of people who shared their stories in this project? So it went beyond the classroom into a staged reading program. And that's where my theater identity, you know, manifested itself through that. And then it just, it took off four years later with the topic of physical disability. And then after that, mental health where I partnered with Amanda Caleb from Misericordia. Now we have 60 students who are interviewing people and you know portraying their stories. And then last year, which is where Kevin comes in, I did the Voices Project Immigration, which started with 30 students in my intro to psychology class, my students interviewing people that were first and second generation immigrants, refugees, or DACA recipients, and I'm sure that in everyone's workplace, in everyone's neighborhood, there's someone that's different. And so I always use the word different in quotes because the Voices Project is almost like the same concept, but I'm just exploring group by group by group. And the concept is no matter how much you sound like me or you look like me or I think that we come from the same world, we we don't. Our identities might intersect in some ways, but it's definitely not going to intersect in all the ways. So... Erica, tell me about where your family's from. That's all I have to do. And then I'm going to learn something about you. And so as someone who's a researcher of stereotypes, prejudice, and discrimination and reduction, you know, ways that we could reduce this, it really is that simple. It really is. You just, you know, you share a story, you ask something of someone, and I guarantee within three minutes, you will connect with that person. Kevin, did you take this course knowing what you were going to get into? This is in a mix of, you know, so much stuff for me. Uh, I was a freshman in college, you know, so it was it was just one of my first classes ever in college. So it was just I thought I was in a psychology course and, you know, it turned out to be that and so much more. And I did not expect it at all. But it was definitely one of my favorite classes of that semester. Um, You know, just looking forward to go to class. I remember where Kevin was sitting in the room and he he was a presence from from day one. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, Kevin, we had the PowerPoint. I asked every student to make a PowerPoint slide that had pictures and a little description of their own family's immigration history. And I think that's another interesting part that's always been there for the Voices Project is, are you in the in-group or the out-group? And you know from being with me that for mental health and physical disability, my whole concept was we're all in this together, whether you know it or not, or whether this is your experience right now or not. If you've never had a physical disability, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But it's also sad to say that you will. And mental health, I mean, particularly the mental health version was before COVID, but now if it's not you, you you know somebody that has that. And so immigration is the same 
is the same way. Like all of our families have an immigration experience. It doesn't mean to say everyone's experience is the same because that's absolutely not true. But we're all in that category. I think that there's some families and people that have had really difficult immigration experiences that walk around. And of course, this is going to intersect with a lot of different characteristics that people have. But that's how I started the class is like, tell me about what your families go through, because you might not know by looking at someone if they've had an experience that has been challenging. And one of the members in the documentary was from Canada. And she said, I'm from Canada, so you probably don't think of me as an immigrant. And then you're going to learn the conditions under which she came here. So it was really exciting that in the first week we had students and I think you presented one of your slides. I think you were one of the first. Yeah, I, I think I volunteered pretty quickly. It, I, I was so happy. I mean, immigration is, if, if, if the topic is there, I'm there, you know, to figure out what it's about. I, I'm happy with whatever it is if it involves immigration. Talk about my family. I, I could do that all day. You know, I'm, I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of where I come from and every step that it took to be here. I'm glad to, you know, just talk about it all day so other people know that it's possible for anything because other people's paths have been harder. You know, my parents have paved such a hard road. It was so hard for them to pave that road, but now it's it's so smooth for me to glide out the rest of my life. And, and I can't be more grateful for that. And I couldn't be more happy to present that in class. You know, as a freshman, there's nothing, you know, easier for me in my mind to just speak my mind. I mean, your pride was shared by a lot of the other students. Like we had several students that I think were second generation. Yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of people that spoke Spanish as well. You know, I was happy to, to, to see that people from Central America, South America, you know, really close to where El Salvador is, where I'm from. So it made me happy to know that this was the freshman class coming in with me. So I saw the diversity coming in my class and it was happy to see just in my class. You talk about your pride, Kevin. Introduce us to your mom and dad. Um, my mom, uh, she's, uh, she's a hard worker. She, she, she's the, without her, you know, I always explained it as a little boy. Without her, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. We can't live without her. She went on vacation one time and me and my dad could barely hold on. She is, she's everything, you know. Uh, my mom, she's the greatest cook ever, you know. I want to show off her food to Dr. Nordstrom, to my teachers, to my friends, to, to, to everyone. Um, Her cooking is amazing. She she raised such a great family and, you know, everything that she did to raise my brothers, you know, I, I looked on that. I, I saw what she wanted for them and I knew that's what she wanted for me, so... It was easy to, you know, fulfill her desires when I saw her mentoring my brothers coming, them not knowing English at my age, you know, 16 years old in high school. It was, it was tough for them. And, and, and just to see that, I knew what I had to do. And she's such a hard worker. You know, she, she never gave up working tough hours and always whatever it took, she did it for the family. Um, and my, my dad, he's retired now. He's uh, 66. And he... He's a powerhouse, you know, he, he still works now, even if he's retired, but it, it, if he can do anything, he's doing it. He he does it all for me, for my sister, for my brothers, you know, he he, he worked for years, so almost 30 years climbing trees, hard, hard labor. But, uh, you know, if there was a hurricane in Florida, he was there, you know, helping with the electricity. Uh, my dad was a super hard worker, you know, I he's one of the heroes that didn't wear capes when he went out and he went to a hurricane or a tornado to help a, a natural disaster. That's the thing no one hears about. But for me, I know my dad's out there fighting for the country in, a, in some type of way. So I've always been proud of him. Um, both of my parents have just, you know, they're heroes to me. They're, they're honest heroes to me. 
I've just gotten to know Kevin so well through the project and I'll never have him in class again, which is very sad. But when we talk together, I just tear up. I literally tear up. And I know that right now, Kevin is a, he's a voice, but I really hope that people will watch this documentary because then they will see him and they will feel through, they will just feel the emotion that comes out with his story. And then there's no spoiler alert, but mm -hmm. his, his parents were at the show that was recorded as part of the documentary. It was the Scranton Cultural Center performance of 80 Minutes Around the World. I remember, Kevin, you said, I think my parents are going to come. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, then we're reserving the whole front row. And we did. And it was your parents and your siblings mm -hmm. that were there and friends. And friends. And friends. So they had the whole first row. And at the very end, Kevin addresses them in Spanish. And we did not close caption it because you can feel. You could feel and then you can imagine what happened. And I remember we asked if you wanted it closed captioned mm -hmm. and, and you felt like you wanted the viewers to just to feel it. Yeah, this is my first experience really speaking out into into a crowd. You know, I overcame it pretty easily with the advice of everyone there. All the performers there and Dr. Nordstrom, everyone collectively made me overcome this, you know, the little fear of just getting on the stage. But now, you know, I've overcome that. And slowly but surely, I got there and I was ready to, to tell my story. And throughout the whole way, I wanted to, to just go up there and, and talk just me, not anything preparing in my head, maybe a couple of statements that I really wanted to get out there to the people, but I never scripted anything. I wanted to go up there and, and, and do it straight from my heart because I feel like that's what, that's what I have. That's the skill I have. I, I can speak with my heart. I, I just want to speak because this is not something that I'm, I'm studying for. I'm, this is, this is real. This is my life that, that I was talking out there. And, and I wanted to do it just straightforward from the go to the end and uh, just straight from my mind. And that, that was important for me to do it that way. And what happened after and your parents saw you there, not just speaking in Spanish to them, mm -hmm. but saw you telling your story in this public way? What did it mean to them, do you think? That's what made me do it. You know, that, that's what was driving me. It was them just seeing me, you know, with the lights on me. And, and, and that just meant a lot to them, you know, that, that, that visual stuff for them just to see their son progressing in life and doing big things. It's just super important to them. And I, and I knew that it, it was an opportunity for me to tell them on the big stage my love for them. And that's why you could just hear that in the words. You know, you don't have to understand the words, but you can hear it in the tremble in my voice that I, I meant it. And it, even if you don't understand the words, I didn't want you to understand the words. I, I feel like you can feel it. You can feel what I wanted to tell them after the story that I told. Uh, I feel like you can assume what I told my parents that day. And it was super important. And I know they felt special. And I know that's going to stick with them forever. And that's, that's what's important for me. They'll never forget that. There was not a dry eye. Everyone was like bawling. Everyone stood up for, for Kevin when he was done. The whole panel, all of us who were part of the storytelling program, we just like, yeah, it was just like, Kevin, thank you for letting us be part of that moment or at least bearing witness to the moment that you had with your family because it was so special to even be near that when, when you were telling your story. And even that you asked, so Kevin says at the end, if it's okay, I'm going to speak Spanish to my family. And that you created that moment where you said to your parents, like, yes, I'm on this public stage, but I am right now talking right to you. It's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. There, there was a point, you know, in, in the show where I point at them. People didn't know as well that I had my parents in the front row. But, you know, the story, everything that, that I went through involves them in any little way. They're, they're tied into my story. 
So I point to them because it, it all ties back to them. It, it's all about them. And that, that's the main thing in, in this whole entire story of, of Kevin Amaya is, is my parents. They're the people that, you know, have me here. And Kevin's from West Scranton. Yes. So we had people like John Gabertadios from Minnesota and Nestor Gomez from Chicago. But Kevin's story is about a situation that happened when he was playing soccer at, at the high mm-hmm. school. So I think that's so powerful and relatable that when we say that this is a documentary, it's not like this was produced in Los Angeles and, yeah. you know, is coming uh-huh. here. Like this is people from this area, Loser and Lackawanna County, and then plus these other perspectives from some of the other storytellers. Yeah. From, you know, the time where I interviewed someone, because that was so special, interviewing someone in tying into me going up there with other people from other states, from other countries, from all over the world. Me telling that story and being able to, you know, previously before that interview someone and learn their story was just so organic. And that's what makes this so just so special because it's, it's organic. This is real. And th- there's nothing like it because it's it's just so real. This is just our life. This is this is nothing more than our life. You, you're not listening to any scripts at all. This is just this is our life. It, it can't get more organic and more real and natural than that. And, um, you know, this is based on a true story. <laughs> you know, that that's what this is. And, and, and truly, you know, that's what it all is. And it's just so other people can get our perspectives and how we live life. Now, from the traditions that your family has and has held dear in their lives, has telling stories been part of it? Do you all sit around and eat mom's wonderful cooking and learn about grandpa and your cousins or the country? Is that part of your family experience? It's usually out of my curiosity. You know, out of the four siblings, I was always the more curious one. I was always the one that loved El Salvador. My brothers were used to it. It was the rough part of their life, and I understood that. It's kind of like they want to leave that behind them. As well with my parents, you know, they want to establish their life here. But me, I'm always digging in. And if I have a question, they can always answer it for me. But that's where it always started. You know, one question led to the next. And and I had so much pride. You know, I was so happy to say that I was from El Salvador. And then you making trips over there. That's where the storytelling really is. You know, when I got to El Salvador and I talked to my other half of the family there, they were so engaged to tell me stories to see their family member from the United States come and I was super, super young and asking them questions that they were more than happy to oblige. You know, my uncle would sit there and tell me stories for, for hours. That's where that's where I really get the storytelling. You know, when I go and I visit my second half of the family that I unfortunately can't see all the time, they, they tell me the stories all day long. They're, they're super happy to tell me the stories. They have a lot. They have a lot of stories. I think it would be really interesting for anyone listening to to this art scene experience is to count the number of times the word family comes up. (laughs) Because I don't know, Kevin, how you felt, but when we were together, like this cast, thanks to the Lackawanna Arts Council, I have to be so grateful to them. I was able to get some grants to fly in the headliners, Nestor Gomez and John Gabertadios and Adam Wade from New York City. So I booked the shows in four days. So we had a tour of Loser in Lackawanna County. And we just went everywhere together for those four days. And we like became a family. When they left, I was really sad. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just so interesting for your listeners to think about where do we get our ideas from? So this idea of the word immigration and for the Voices Project, it's always like, let's take a word. So let's take mental health or disability or this word immigration. And what do we think about it? And where does this come from? Like, why do we associate these certain concepts with that? And I feel like, and I hope this comes through in the documentary, but from just the experience of doing this project in the show, it's like family, that we became a family Mm -hmm. together. 
Kevin's mom made pan, el pan, <laughs> for me and some other people. And I felt like you extended, like you brought me into your family just with that gift of food. So for me, it's like family, warmth, food, conversation. That's what I think now, immigration, that's what it means to me. It also means incredibly hardworking, you know, and we can get into different you have to take one of my classes, listeners, because I'm actually doing a psychology of prejudice class exploring these ideas of where stereotypes come from and the links to who has power and not power and things like that from a psychology perspective. But now immigration makes me feel warm. I just feel love with it. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I want people to to experience, because I feel like if you watch this documentary, you feel everything. I mean, there's pain and there's tears and there's laughter, but there's there's love and yeah. there's warmth. Yeah, it's uh, if you just watch it and you just listen to every word, you know, we said the way we said it, you'll connect to the story. You'll, you'll connect to the show and it's super special. You'll, you'll just connect with it. You'll feel the warmth that we feel. When you watch that documentary, it, it it's just so real. And just to know that in my story, especially, there's so many like me. There, there's more than there's more of me. You know, there's five of us talking there, but there's so many other people on the world that could have so many other unique stories. So that's the thing that you can think of when when that documentary wraps up, you know, after that hour, you can just think of how amazing that documentary was. And then also that there are so many that we just haven't heard of. Some are just in the shadows and we can all shine light on that. We can all shine light on those stories and they can be heard so we can, you know, see the beautiful colors that these people bring to the world. And that that's what immigration is. And I feel like this documentary is really going to push that, you know, evoke change. And that that's why it's so important. And it's super important, this documentary. And I can't thank Dr. Nordstrom enough. It is just raising so much awareness. And I'm so glad to be a part of it. Kevin Amaya, a student at Misericordia University, he was a freshman when he was part of Dr. Nordstrom's psychology class in which she launched the immigration chapter of The Voices Project. And Kevin became a storyteller himself. He took part in live events around the region that were documented, and we'll hear about the chance we have to view the ultimate documentary film. And we spoke with Dr. Alicia Nordstrom, who is professor of psychology at Misericordia University in Dallas, just outside Wilkes-Barre. She is creator and producer of The Voices Project, which is a series. And we will have a chance to view the documentary The Voices Project Immigration tomorrow night, Thursday night, November 17th at 9, here on WVIA-TV. We will have also a rebroadcast this Saturday, November 19th at 10 p.m. The film is recommended for mature audiences. That's The Voices Project Immigration, a documentary to be screened on WVIA-TV. It is the premiere, and you can see it tomorrow night at 9 and rebroadcast on Saturday, November 19th at 10 p.m. For more information on the web, misericordia.edu misericordia.edu and you can look for the Voices Project there or for information on the broadcast wvia.org wvia.org The Voices Project Immigration Immigration